Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Anybody glad to be in his house today? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 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 There was a man that had endured a very lengthy sermon one morning and finally he had taken all he could take and he slipped out the back door into the foyer and Another man saw him come out and he said, is he almost finished? He said, don't get your hopes up. (laughs) Well, I hope I don't do that this morning. Revelation chapter 19. I do want to encourage all of you that consider this to be your home. To get connected in every way you can with our church family and all of the events. I will share with you something about the Silver Tones. It's the only group around here that knows how to have fun. Real fun. And even some of the young people are figuring that out, and that's why they like to hang out with us. So if you had never been to a Silver Tones meeting or a get-together, you don't want to miss that. You might miss a little gossip or you might miss a little good food or whatever, but you'll miss something if you miss out. So be here if you can for that meet and greet evening. Revelation 19 and verse number 10. John writing of his experience before the presence of God and before the unce as he was over the end time records his response as he was overwhelmed in the presence of the angels that were declaring certain things. And verse 10 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Amen. I'm thankful that I know who I need to put my focus on this morning. Not a man, not a personality, not talent, not professionalism, not that that's not important, but I need to keep my eyes on him. Amen. The mighty God the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, that manifest Himself in the fleshly form of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that matters. That's why we spend so much time worshiping Him. Because you come from so many different areas and so many different thought processes. But when you come in here, we want a transformation to take place. We want something to happen that will usher all of us into a mind That is focused completely on Him. Amen. Everybody say it's all about Him. Amen. And then the final statement. He said, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I have never in almost 50 years of ministry ever preached from this verse. Because I didn't know how to. Until the Lord began to open to me an understanding. And I hope I can share that with you 
today. Everybody said in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you about the testimony of Jesus Christ. You may be seated. There are two words in our text that convey a very powerful message to all of us today. One of them is the word testimony. The other is the word prophecy. In Scripture, the word testimony simply means a witness, evidence, a demonstration or proof or indication or statement of something. I think all of us in our lifetime, have come to understand the power of a testimony. The personal story of someone that God has touched and helped. Growing up as a child in the early church, we did a lot of testimony services. Anybody remember those? You're old enough to remember We wouldn't dare do that anymore because it's just too dangerous. And I think the reason they quit it back then is because they started magnifying more of what the devil was doing than what God was doing. But a testimony is a very powerful thing. It is a very powerful thing. There is a distinct message that is to be conveyed by a testimony. Number God has done rehearsing and a remembering of what God has done. Amen. Think about that. It is a rehearsing and a remembering of what God has already done. Every work, every miracle, every provision, every every time He healed, every time He helped, All of those are a testimony. They are a demonstration. They are a proof. They not only are a rehearsing of what God has done, but they are a demonstration to us of what God can do and will do if we allow Him. Now, no wonder over and over in Scripture, God commanded Israel to keep His testimony. Keep His testimony. How do you keep a testimony? Because a testimony is simply the rehearsing of what you have heard or seen or witnessed. It is a remembering of the demonstration and the intervention of God, His Healing, his, his provision, whatever that miracle might be. And that was a command to Israel that they would keep the testimony. The only way that I know of keeping a testimony is to recite it and speak it over and over and over again. For in doing that, you are keeping, you are remembering, you're holding on to something that God did not want you to ever forget or let go of. This was God's way of keeping them in touch with His supernatural power. Because man left to himself 
would degenerate to his own devices and his own limitations and his own imperfections and his own shortcomings. And man left to himself to only tell his story. It's, it's a pitiful story to say the least. But when God is injected into the story, when God becomes a part of that equation, then everything changes. And so God said, I want you to keep my testimony. I want you to repeat these things over and over and remind yourself because this is your way. This is, this is God's way of keeping you and I in touch with the supernatural. Deuteronomy 6 and 17 says that we are to keep His commandments which show us how to live. We are to keep His statutes which tell us how to live. But we are also to keep His testimonies which I believe tell us what we should expect from God. On the other hand, the word prophecy is a foretelling of the future. Or it is releasing a word in the present that will change the future trajectory of my life. It is God speaking something now that will affect my tomorrow and my next day and so forth. And so when John is considering this mighty God manifest in Jesus Christ that has been revealed to him in Revelation... The last statement that John was the sitter, whoever it was, began to convey to John was the simple fact that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So let me dissect that and put it in in Hughes' vernacular or in a terminology that we might could connect with this morning. Number one, the testimony of Jesus What he did while he was on earth. Every miracle, every healing, every deliverance, every intervention, every provision. Everything that Jesus did, that was his testimony. And John's writing says it is the spirit of prophecy or it is the foretelling or speaking a word that will release that power into this present situation that I am in. Are you with me? Amen. The testimony, what Jesus has done, is a prophecy or a foretelling of what he still wants to do. And I want that to sink into your mind because until you get a hold of that, you'll never understand why we sang so fervently about him a little while ago. When we talk about his amazing grace, so amazing, so amazing, oh, so amazing. Unless you understand that he is not a God of the past, but he is a God of the present. He is the same yesterday 
am today and forever. So whatever he was, he still is. And what he is, he will continue to be. And so whatever he did back here becomes a witness to what he wants to do right here where I am today. And even into the future of my life where he wants to take me and what he wants to do with me. All of it is connected to his testimony. My friend, that's what this right here is. It is His testimony to you and I. It is a living word. The Bible says it's powerful and quick. That's why when you read it, it's never the same, even though you read the same verse over and over again, because it is alive. And like a living organism, every time you look at it, you see something you didn't see before. And that word is his testimony to my present situation. It is his announcement. It is his demonstration of what he can do right now. Amen. So let's go a little further. Let me just say that his testimony prophesies his intent. Amen. Say that with me. His testimony prophesies his present intent. You need to get that in your mind because if you don't, the rest of what I'm going to preach to you isn't going to amount to a hill of beans. But when you go back and you begin to go through and unfold this drama of of redemption from Genesis to Revelation, you find the written testimony of a God who loved and a God who cared and a God who provided and a God who opened doors and a God who parted waters and a God who calmed storms and a God who spoke to cancer and all kinds of other sicknesses and disease and they dissolved and they evaporated and they were see of my intent. All of those things are a prophecy of my intent. What I still would like to do. What I would still want to do. Hallelujah. I feel the supernatural moving in this place this morning. You know what I believe? I believe that just because we've had to go through the trauma of a time change, God would like to do something on this Sunday morning because of your faithfulness that He wouldn't do on another Sunday morning. But there's something about the atmosphere right now that lets me know God wants to step into this place. He wants me to disappear. He wants you to dissolve. And all that can be seen is His glory and His power so that no matter what my problem is so no matter what I'm facing no matter what I'm dealing with no matter what I'm cornered against there is power in this place to deliver me there is power in this place to heal me there is power in this place to pick me up and put me on my feet and turn my life around come on clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise right now hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So every testimony reveals God's heart. It reveals His ways. It reveals His desire. A testimony speaks of the very nature of God. That this is who He is. And this is what He likes to do. Hallelujah. This is what He is. 
And this is how he likes to work. Amen. His testimony then can become the lens through which I can and I should view my present situation. I want to say that again. His testimony is the lens through which I look at my present situation. Amen. It's how I perceive my present dilemma. It's how I can look at my present difficulty. It's a reference point. Impossibilities turn into opportunities when you begin to look through that lens. And you know that anything Jesus has done, He still will do. Amen. So you can reach back in there, whatever it is that you have need of. That's why healing is so powerful. And it can happen in any kind of situation. Everybody else may be jostling just to find position and get close to him. But there was one woman among the crowd that said, I don't want to just be close to him. I need a touch from him. And she pushed her way through. That's why in this building today, some of you may have just come to go through a religious religion religious ritual but somebody said oh no I've got to have more than that I need a touch I need direction I need an anointing on my life I need a word from God for my situation come on clap your hands and praise him right now. hallelujah hallelujah and this is what I want you to understand and I'm not I'm being slow because I I, I want to be slow. Number one, anytime we rehearse or anytime we remember something God has done, we release Him to do it again. Hallelujah. We take the fetters off of Him. We take the limitations off of it to intervene with Israel's and how the psalmist described how God tried to intervene with Israel, but they limited the Holy One of Israel. They somehow could not comprehend that if He could get us out of that, He could take us into this. That if He could get me through that, then He can take me through this. And so they stood at a Red Sea and they were amazed at His glory. But when they stood at the edge of promise, they turned back because they could not conceive that God could take them a little further. Some of you are struggling with some things in your own mind and heart right now that you, you, you believe God can do some things. But somehow in your mind, you've never been able to release Him to do all things. Anything. Everything. And all He wants to do this morning is just be untied. So He can be who He likes to be. And that's the Almighty. Amen. The God who can answer by fire or by a whisper. And the God who can... 
intervene and put a cloud between you and your enemy. So as hard as the enemy may try, he can't even find you, although he's sitting right next to you. <laughs> Doesn't that amaze you that the enemy can be that close to me and yet he's confused. He don't he doesn't know where to turn. Why? Because God put a cloud between the enemy and me so that I can be protected in his presence and I can rejoice in his presence and I could not be afraid of because of what was surrounding me right now. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost right now in this place. I feel like God just shut a wall down between you and something and said, oh no devil, you're not coming any closer. That's my child. You're not doing any more than you've already done. You're not getting any closer than you've already done. Woo! Hallelujah! What I want to happen around this place is what we have been pursuing is a consciousness that God wants to invade my impossibility. God, Brother J.D., He wants to invade my impossibility. He wants to come into my life. He wants to be close to me. He wants me to know the security of His presence. I'm with you. As long as I'm with you, you don't have anything to worry about. He wants me to be able to relax and enjoy Him. Even though there's an enemy breathing down my neck. He can breathe down my neck all He wants to. But when God puts a barrier there, He's as blind as a bat. Hallelujah. And you know what's wrong with us? We go around afraid all the time. Oh, I'm afraid to talk like that, Brother Hughes. That might unleash a thousand devils and demons. Unleash a million demons against me, Sister Sherry. But when God puts the shield down, there's not a million demons or devils that can get to me. There's not one thing that He can do that could overstep what God has already done. There's nothing that He can do against the blood of Jesus Christ. He's already tried. He's already given it his best effort and I live under that covering blood of Jesus Christ so when I get under that covering and I live under that covering there's nothing he can do to me there's nothing he can do to hurt me there's nothing he can do to destroy me there's nothing he can do to tear my life apart hallelujah hallelujah Somebody ought to demonstrate in His presence right now. Oh, yes. Rejoice in the presence of your enemy. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, release. Release Him. Release Him. Release Him. Release him. Take all the ifs and ands and buts away from him. Just let him go. Woo! Woo! Yes. 
Hallelujah. You call it whatever you want to call it. Emotionalism. Sensationalism. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. But when I'm standing there and one moment in my life there was a sea and the next moment I look it's parted and it's dry ground and I can walk through what I could not have done anything about a moment before and God makes a way for me to go through something. Why do I need to be afraid? Even if the enemy tries to do what I'm doing, he's not going to do it. The Bible said that when Egypt came in, he said, oh no, you're not going to enjoy this privilege. Only my child. Only my child. I don't know what kind of miracle you need today. But if we're going to call these seven supernatural Sundays, why don't we let them be supernatural Sundays? Why don't we go ahead and just release him? Why don't we remember what he's already done? Has he ever healed anybody before? Has he ever touched anybody before? Has he ever made a way any time before? Has he ever provided for anybody before? Then that ought to be your word for right now. That if God did it then, he's going to do it again now. That if God made a way, he's going to make a way. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know what you need, but you ought to go ahead and step out and get it right now. You ought to go ahead and let him go right now. You ought to go ahead and release him right now. Yes. You don't need music. You don't need singers. You've got everything you need right now. His presence is here. His power is here. Oh, healer of my body. Deliverer of my soul. Woo! Hallelujah! Oh, yes! Hallelujah!